Proteus Leadership proudly presents the Let's Go, Let's Grow podcast with Des Penny, founder of Proteus Leadership. Hi everyone, welcome to the Let's Go, Let's Grow podcast. I'm Des Penny and today I want to talk about part two of Living and Leading with Insight, where we'll look at the characteristics of people who do live and lead with insight and then look at how we can start to practice adopting it into our own lives. If you've listened to part one of Living and Leading with Insight, you'll remember we looked at the STOP model and then gained an understanding of what insight really was, and that is the capacity of understanding hidden truths, specifically of people's character and the reality of situations. We then looked at the four factors within our insight model of caring, listening, watching and acting understanding that without these four factors in our lives, it's almost impossible to live with insight. Well, now I want to look at how we can practice insight in our daily lives and the characteristics displayed by people who do live with insight. Did you know that neuroscientists' findings have uncovered that we have complex and functional neural networks or brains, not just in our head, but also in our heart and in our gut, These nervous systems display amazing levels of memory and intelligence. Furthermore, there's growing evidence that these brains are deeply involved in the control and processing of numerous functions, including processing information and making decisions. So no longer can leaders rely solely on the competencies dominated by their head alone, thank goodness, but all three brains must now be in sync. So the combination of head, heart and gut, will tell us what to do if we trust them. Our head brain is for reasoning, our heart brain, emotions and feelings, and our gut brain is where we experience our smarts and our passion and our drive. Now, I know I've spoken about this before on previous podcasts, but it's so important to understand that when all three brains are in alignment, that's where insight lives. And it's about being aware and listening to our whole body, not just our head, which can often overanalyze everything and cause us to miss the opportunities in front of us. When we understand our thinking and our trust when we understand our thinking and trust ourselves and our decisions, we then make the first and most important steps to getting off what I call the wheel of sameness. Do you know what the wheel of sameness is in your life? Well, it's that daily grind that we're on that results in us being happy, then disappointed, then excited, then frustrated. It's when we put band-aids on things and spend our lives addressing the same problems year after year, never really working towards a solution. It's when disappointment and frustration become our dominant emotions. I've been there. I'm sure you have it sometime too. And it's when our real purpose and why seems so far away from the reality we are living. Again, sound familiar? Well, nothing could be further away from living and leading with insight. And yet, this is a life that a high percentage of people choose to live. Because it's simply easier and requires minimal change. But it has enormous and often unseen consequences. To experience growth, life needs to be constantly put through a sieve. 
discarding the things that are of no use to us and then focusing on the things that build us up. This is what living with insight does. It helps us to prioritise what is important on a daily basis. In other words, as I said in part one of this podcast series, it removes the unnecessary and eliminates the noise. We don't have insight because we think or say we do. It's displayed in our character and through our behaviours and our responses to a range of different events and environments. And there are some very obvious characteristics of insight that display themselves in our lives. And we can use these as a measure of where we're at and what changes we need to make. So, if you're able to, grab a pen and a paper and honestly rank yourself from 1 to 10 as to where you are at in each of these areas right now. 1 being non-existent in your life and 10 being world champion. Be honest because we'll never experience insight until we are. By the way, if you're driving at the moment, then please don't do this activity. But here are some of the characteristics of people who've decided to live their life through insight. Number one, they love to laugh and exude joy. Is joy being displayed in your life right now? You know, somebody said to me not so long ago when I was going through a tough time, Des, you're losing your joy. My response to them was, I'm not losing my joy. What are you talking about? Which obviously meant I was. Joy is so important in our life and living and leading with insight will exude that characteristic. Discover where you get your joy from. Find it again because it's so important. The second one is they encompass change with excitement and they get involved. I think we've all bunkered down. Everybody knows there's a lot of change going on and some people just tolerate change or we're told to pivot. But what a difference when we encompass a change with excitement and get involved. It's amazing what more we see and experience. The third one is that they embrace spirituality and balance. They find their personal place where they draw strength from. Now, when I say embrace spirituality, this is not about religion, although for some people it might be. But it's about that inner source. Where do you go to get that information or to draw on the past or your strengths? As I said in session number one, podcast number one, I use the stop model. Number four, take, they take control and they don't blame. And again, this is demonstrated in the way they speak and how they behave. Where do you fit there? What's your rating there? Next one is that they see ahead. They're forward-looking, not constantly living in chaos and focusing only on the bad. Now, all of these are characteristics that are demonstrated by people when we start to live and lead with insight. Number six is they put things into perspective. In other words, they don't live life as a drama. Number seven, they're compassionate. They're kind to themselves and they're kind to others. And they have a strong and balanced care factor. Number eight, they embrace creativity and offer up ideas. They don't just wait for someone else to come up with all the ideas and make it happen. They don't sit back. They get involved 
and give their suggestions and ideas. And number nine, they exude continuous passion about life and the privilege they've been given to live it. Three more. Number 10, they look for answers. They don't give up. They're solution-focused. And number 11, and I've got to be honest, this is the one I'm still working on, number 11 is they are patient. Number 12, they confront their challenges. In other words, they don't continually procrastinate and put things off. So how'd you rank? Do you know what your strong points are? Do you know what you need to work on? Because surely these are the characteristics we all want our lives to display. So then let's make smart decisions to make that happen. And only you can change the rankings. But just be reminded, unless we work on ourselves, we will never effectively live and lead with insight and we will never discover balance in our lives. And when we understand these characteristics, then we can monitor ourselves and make the required and desired changes. Because every time we accept the status quo, we diminish our level of insight and take a step backwards. So when we don't do something that we know we should, we don't stand still, we actually take a step backwards. And just like the stop model I discussed in podcast one of this series, we have to own our emotions and behaviours and challenge those that need to be changed by being honest. We're never going to be at the top of our game in all of these areas at the same time. We're human. But having a checklist and caring enough to make change will certainly ensure that we're constantly learning and moving forward. As I've already stated Building insight is about working on ourselves so that we can conquer and build on the things that we are faced with on a daily basis and become better people. In fact, some people would call it mindfulness. And there's a massive interest right now around the whole subject of mindfulness. But just like everything else we hear, it's important not to get caught up in the spooky, unrealistic and narrow definition of mindfulness. It's more than just feelings. And here's what mindfulness is. The old Cambridge Dictionary tells us this. Mindfulness is the practice of being aware of your body, mind and feelings in the present moment to create a feeling of calm. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. Mindfulness is the practice of being aware of your body, mind and feelings in the present moment to create a feeling of calm. Now, if that's not insight then I don't know what is. So how can we practice mindfulness in our daily lives? When we teach ourselves to see what's really going on and stop reacting to the obvious and getting angry, then we know how to calm a situation and deal with the issues that bring about a resolution and bring hope to that situation. Again, that sounds like leading with insight to me. And when we adopt mindfulness, we stop judging ourselves and others. And this can be another good guide as to how we are going. I know when I'm being judgmental, insight disappears. But it's our ability to recognise this and respond quickly that makes a difference. You know, one of the greatest enemies to living with insight and practising mindfulness is continually speaking badly about ourselves and about others. And yet, so many of us do it. 
And just an example, one of the things I try to do in my pursuit for life literature insight is to try and catch myself out if I'm being critical and stop mid-thought, mid-sentence, by asking myself, Des, how will these comments, thoughts and actions actually help? Now, I don't always get it right, but it's the ability to know what you're doing and try to respond at the time it's happening. Because if our thoughts, comments and actions don't help, then they hinder, can actually exacerbate the problem. But it's also important to understand that living with insight and practising mindfulness are also great contributors to our overall happiness. I was coaching another very senior leader a while back who said to me, Des, after all I've been through, I have the right to be happy. To which I replied, no, you don't. You have a responsibility to be happy, not a right. Happiness is our responsibility, not our right. And being happy is not an entitlement. It's hard work. And it's about how we see ourselves and others. It's about how much we care. It's about the decisions we make. It's about the stuff we get involved in. It's about taking personal responsibility and about the people we surround ourselves with. It's all about taking responsibility for our happiness and not being so self-indulgent and expecting it to happen for or to us. And happiness has nothing to do with genetics. Maybe conditioning and environment might assist, but it's not about genetics. We're all responsible for our own happiness, and the more we take responsibility for our own happiness, the more we experience it. Your level of happiness will be determined by the amount of effort you put into it. But when we allow others and situations to dictate our happiness, then we live a very shallow and rocky existence. However, that doesn't mean we can't ask for help. And happiness starts with being positive, not the other way around. And being positive is a key responsibility of great leadership. Why? Because it creates hope. And really, that's the role of leadership. We are creators of hope. So if you're not a positive person, do something about it. Otherwise, you'll never truly experience sustainable happiness and you will never experience a life lived through insight and hope. You know, Einstein said this, negative people have a problem for every solution. So stay away from negative people. Remove them from your life if possible. Negative people will never really want what is best for you. Sure, we're going to have to live and work and interact with negative people on a daily basis, but the difference is in how we respond to them and how much we allow their negativity to impact us. And when we live our lives through insight, we start to focus on the things that make us better. Then positivity and happiness result, and they don't need to be forced. So even if you're going through tough times, understanding your responsibility to be happy and not your right helps to handle situations better and ensures much better long-term outcomes and well-being because life's a journey. You know, the author John C. Maxwell says this, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. In fact, it's one of my favourite quotes, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. 
Because when you live with insight and work on being positive and happy, you learn the right things a lot faster. I also understand what a privilege I've been given to lead and share. As I produce this podcast, I reflect on my leadership journey and how developing insight has given me a whole new level of appreciation, even though I still have so much more to learn. Again, it's not spooky. It's a process that we must take the time to follow and continually practice until it becomes a part of who we are and a part of our DNA. But we first have to want it. So how can we start to practice living and leading with insight? Well, I've got six ideas here. Number one, have insight days. What does that mean? Well, start with one day a week. So next Monday, declare that it will be an insight day. Start your day by being positive. Start the day going through the stop process. Focus on possibility not the negative problems in your life. Key yourself up for it and monitor yourself during the day. Remember, it's all about practice and changing habits. Teach yourself. Write down on this day what you notice and what you learn. You'll be absolutely amazed how much more you observe. You know, I've changed my whole opinion of people and situations on insight days. When I discovered the reality of the situation and not the outward facade. Building insight is an exciting learning process, but it takes time, determination, desire and planning. Number two, open your eyes to everything that's happening around you. Truly see what's happening and not just what you want to see. I'm a people watcher. I love to observe facial expressions and reactions and sometimes I practice in the shopping centre or in other places and just wonder what their story is. Look at their body language. There are clues just waiting to be seen. But we also have to let go of our prejudices and give the benefit of the doubt. Don't judge or come to conclusions too quickly. Again, this is so hard to do, but living with insight demands that we put the effort in. Number three is ask yourself questions. Why am I treating myself or that person this way? Stop it now. Call yourself out. Don't justify your bad behaviour. Expose it and deal with it. Otherwise, we never learn. Consider why they are speaking and behaving like that. There must be a reason. And consider why you are thinking like that. Understand why and make change. Remove from yourself from the situation until you understand. Otherwise, you will say and do things you wish you hadn't. Then ask yourself questions on what could be if you changed your approach as a result of what you have seen. Number four, act on your convictions. Now, this is the big one. We need to trust our gut because it's usually right. And your actions won't always be easy or well-received, but it's how you do it. Be prepared, if appropriate, to reach out to say something, even though it would be easier not to. We can't ignore or walk past bad behaviour, nor should we ignore acknowledging good behaviour. But whatever we do, if we're going to live and lead with insight, 
We must take action. Number five, learn from the situation. Ask, why did it happen and what have I learned from this? Again, Maxwell's quote, sometimes we lose and sometimes we learn and sometimes we get it right. You see, if we don't address and process the situation, we never learn. So write it down. What did you learn from this situation? And the final one, number six, make changes. Insight requires us to make behavioural changes. Are you prepared to do that? If so, then do things differently as a result of these experiences. Don't just talk about it. Do it. Because if there's no change, then what's the use of all this? It just builds our stress and we become more frustrated. So take control of the things you can control and change what needs to be changed and stop focusing on what everyone else needs to change, but focus on yourself. Because insight will require us to make the changes first. If not, we'll continue to live on the wheel of sameness, frustrated, then happy, then frustrated, but never really learning or growing. Remember, doing nothing gets you nowhere. So, what is insight? It's the capacity of understanding hidden truths, specifically of people's character, and sees the reality of situations. But living and leading with insight is hard work, but then so are most things that are good for us. Remember, having insight is not spooky. It's a process that we can all learn to adopt to our lives if we really want to. So we all need to make the decision, do I want to learn to live and lead with insight or not? If so, start now by slowing down, taking stock, owning your situation and then proceeding. But if you choose to go down this path, then be prepared for insight to totally change the way you think and act. I also hope that you choose to be happy and take responsibility for making it happen so that you can truly appreciate what life has in store for you when you live and lead with insight. You've been listening to the Let's Go, Let's Grow podcast. I'm Des Penny, thanking you for listening, and I encourage you to sign up on your favourite podcast platform so that you can enjoy further episodes as they drop. If you've enjoyed this podcast series, then feel free to leave a review on your chosen podcast app.